welcome into Forte Catholic. I'm so excited that you're here. Are you as excited as I am right now? John Blevins and I recorded a great show today. We talked about uh, Jesus needing the help of people, which I think says a lot about people needing the help of God and other people. We also played a new game. Uh, it was It's like a, a Christian podcast name generator. So we came up with one for myself and for all of the other co-hosts. So much fun. Uh, it, it was a great show. I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you do, please subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, and if you're on the opposite, subscribe on the other one as well. Podcast series, you're on the go. YouTube, you get to see what we're doing while we're saying words. Subscribe everywhere. Enjoy today's show. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Lene Bearded Blevins. Welcome back to the show, buddy. It's been a whole month. I know. Did you miss me? I didn't. I know. I miss <laughs> you, though. Like, what's what's good is, like, I feel like this feeling is probably mutual. Like, I play video games with Father Anthony, but that's not, like, you know, like, doing work, right? I yeah. feel like the the amount that we can all tolerate each other is about an hour and a half a month. So wow. I feel like, you know, like, it's nice for me to only see you a month. It's probably nice for you to only see me once a month. Like, I know the ladies feel that way. They're like, I can only take Taylor for, like, an hour every month, and sometimes it's like the recording takes an hour and a half, and it's just a little too much. That's probably true for me with the podcasting with you. Uh, but like playing, I could, I could hang out with you for like five hours a week. Well, we don't, and we haven't ever. So okay, well, let's play more Fortnite. <laughs> you keep saying that and uh, you never actually invite me. Just like you didn't invite me to your ma ma okay. March Madness party. This is going and you're great. like, I'm so mad at you. You're not coming. I'm just telling you literally today. It's in two this weeks. This will make the podcast, but I did offer to buy his flight like 10 seconds ago. You invited me to something that is in two weeks just now. I have a life. <laughs> Dude, you're a guy. That's actually way too much advance. I should have probably waited another week. No, I... I Is that an icicle on your beard? Yes. You're still in Texas, right? Yeah, 100%. It's an icicle on my beard. No, I'm sweating. Uh, it's back to Texas, dude. Like, you know, okay, so we, we can't talk too much about the winter storm because we I yelled about it for the last two weeks on the show. But okay. the irony of it being 87 degrees here today when it was six Ooh. a week ago is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Honestly, something similar happened to me. What do you What do you mean? I was You're I, hot I actually in the same day was at negative 20 degrees with the wind chill. And on that very same day was having dinner on the beach at 80 degrees incredible so i'm guessing you flew somewhere i went to florida for the yeah, super bowl yeah, there you, go. you did go to florida for the super bowl and i you know I, I don't think i said this on the show yet i was really proud of you i just assumed that you when you were going to the super bowl that it was because of your brother tyler because you've got like and I, I don't, it's not just like i was just assuming you're not a good person or you're not successful or whatever it's just like usually you've gone to like lions games you got to go on the field because of your brother and yep. here you are going to the super bowl all expenses paid trip on your own merit because of super squares. I've I like I was so proud of you. I really am. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You're a good dude. That's all I have to say about it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Like it's so funny. Uh <laughs> you more than any of the other co-hosts. Like uh, like most of the time like when I stop talking, like I know that like Father Anthony is going to speak for about 2 minutes and then it's going to be back to me. Allison you know, I know that it's going to be short and choppy until she gets in a roll, and then she's going to preach for like six minutes until I talk again. 
Okay. Liv, I know that I have to stop her, otherwise she would literally talk for the entire rest of the segment if I didn't interrupt you, uh, interrupt her. With you, it's interesting because it's like you could just say "yup" whenever I want you to like respond to what I said, or you could talk for like eight minutes, and I'd never know which it is. So I'm most thrown off by the "uh huh," and then the like four seconds of silence. Uh, did you freeze? I thought I, I, said, li- I literally I thought you froze. I was doing a bit. I said it's true. I, you didn't hear me. I said it's true, and then I just was well, quiet. I'm glad I realized it was a bit because I was about to say something that I wasn't supposed to because I thought you froze and I was going to be really upset. Oh, never, <laughs> never. I've got the little bleep button here. On, let's let me know if I need to use it. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. So I, I do love that you guys come and help on the show. Like it's it's crazy that it's been like over two years since we've had like this rotation of co-hosts on the show. And it, it's interesting because it doesn't feel like that because y'all have only been on like 24 episodes each, right? But it's been two years because that's how math works, right? And it's been so nice for me over the last couple of years to like have some help. Like it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of or to say things and like other than when you just say, yep, and pause yep. and stare at me for eight seconds like you're you know it's helpful to have co-hosts on i was actually thinking about the idea of like needing help the other day so here we are in lent and i'm fast forwarding a little bit the whole point of lent is we're looking forward to and preparing for holy week uh and as i as i trademarked two years ago it's holy w-e-a-k for me because i'm not really good at it uh but we're how looking- is one how is one good at holy week uh be holy during that week. <laughs> well, see, I feel like that's actually probably my best week every year, but continue. Well, yeah. So not for me. I, I don't think I have a good week in, within the year. It's like my only one. I don't know why for some reason, Holy week. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just like able to do a Holy week. I don't know. It's probably because you go to church multiple times that week and something about grace and sacraments or something. Probably. Oh, you, know? uh, you just said probably, which is like something that you say a lot in TikTok videos. And I just like, I was just happy that I got to see it live in person. Probably. Do I really? Now, yeah. now I'm going to think about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. So <laughs> I'm in your head now. I hate that rent free. <laughs> so I've been, I've, you know, during Lent, like I, I've mentioned over the last two weeks, like I'm not even sure if I'm doing Lent this year because like we, you know, we all gave up power and food and electricity and Wi-Fi for, you know, a week and a half. Like, I think we're done. It's the 54th week of Lent. Like Lent is just hard. But this week I tried. I was like, okay, I'm going to. Uh, did I tell you my Latin thing yet? I, no. I, I'm just going back to mass on Sundays because it hasn't been a requirement for over a year. So I'm just yep. like, I'm going to go back to mass. So I went to Father Anthony's mass uh, on on YouTube this weekend, which, by the way, great mass, great homily. But he did something in that mass that my wife and I who were watching it, we died laughing. He made a huge mistake. And I actually surprised him. And I did a roast video of him. Showing him the video with him reacting to it live on YouTube. You can check that out. Oh it's my gosh, the, I will. It's called The Roast of Father Anthony Sharapa. 20 minutes of, or it's a 20 minute video. I make fun of him for 19 and then I tell him how his homily almost made me cry right at the end as a compliment. So like, I think it's one of the greatest videos we've ever done. It was so much fun. Uh, so you can check that out on YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. But so I started going to mass and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start thinking about Lent more. And usually like at the beginning of Lent, you're like, oh, it's going to be a long trek. It's the desert. And I usually don't think about Holy Week this early. But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh, Simon of Cyrene. You know who that is. Yeah. He helped Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Now, <laughs> now you're, now you're, <laughs> I'm so mad at you. I would rather you just say, yup. Then yep, like yep. then like be a jerk and be like he helped the Jesus. 
Yep. <laughs> so I was just thinking about it that like Jesus is God. That, that's not a thing that people are surprised to hear, right? You know, atheists disagree, but like I, they know that people say that. So we believe yep. that Jesus is God. And like the fact that like you know, we've we've all heard the Simon and Cyrene story at least once a year since you know since we've been Catholic, as you said for me since I've been you know able to understand the logical sentences, and it just dawned on me. I think because I've been in like a three week span where I've needed help, like we you know we 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 needed a place to stay when our when our heater was wasn't working. It was forty nine degrees in the house, and we. And somebody helped us. Like somebody was like Simon of Cyrene to us. Not saying that I'm God, but like, you know, like God is within each one of us. So like them helping us, like they did it as a service to us, obviously, but they're also Christian people and they wanted to be helpful. Right. Uh, yeah. And kind of the community rising up to help. Like there was a bunch of like young families that got places to stay because our community cared. And it, which is just it was wild because like we haven't had community for a year. And then this other tragedy happens and it's like, we have to, you know, the community rallied around. It was just really cool. I love where we live, but I was just thinking about like, you know, I think for a grown adult male, like asking for help and or receiving help can sometimes be difficult. And I I just couldn't get over the fact that God needed help, which is kind of a weird sentence to say, right? But like Jesus was carrying his cross and like you could say, yes, he's fully, fully God, fully man, and like the humanity in him needed help, right? He was physically hurt, he was exhausted, he had been beaten, he's carrying this cross like an impossible task, and he keeps falling, he's falling, he's falling, they're tired of, of him falling, and they pull up this random guy to come help him. And it was just it, like just imagining God needing help to carry his cross, and yet I try to carry my cross on my own so often. And I've just been sitting with that for a few days. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's funny. This might be like the one time that you're more mature than me. Uh, and <laughs> when thinking of like examples of things, because if you would say like, John, when is name a time that God needed help? I'd be like, oh, like Mary wiped his butt. Uh, you know, he probably fell and scraped his knee. Mary probably cleaned that. And you go right to the cross. <laughs> well, it's not Christmas season. It's Lent <laughs> <Boom>. season. <laughs> right to the cross. That's true. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, what's interesting as you were talking, I, I was thinking of like, I was like, do I like self-reflecting? Do I need, like, am I, do I have a hard time asking for help? And I, and my first thought was like, nah, I really don't like, I'm, there are things that I'm not good at and I just know I'm not good at it. So I'm, I have no problem calling a buddy and be like, Hey man, can you like cut this piece of wood so that my wife can like hang a picture? Like no problem. Uh, not, not a big deal. Hey man, like, can you come over and help me brew beer? Like I'm trying to, I'm not great at it. No problem. And that's, so, and as you kept going, I was like, man, but like, if I lost my job, uh, and I, and, and I, I would not ask for help. I would not call anyone and be like, Hey, I really need help. Like I would have a hard time with that. It's interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking like, it was so easy for me to accept help from this person who offered us their house that that had power and heat. It was so easy for me to do that. And I think one was just cause like I was miserable, but I, the reason it was so easy was that like my family was miserable. Like they were hurting, right? Like they were cold. They were shivering. It was 40 in the forties in our house and they're sleeping by the fire. And my wife's up all night, you know, keeping, keeping the fire going. All, like It was just a difficult difficult time for my family so like seeing them struggle and seeing them suffer and like me not being able to do anything about it because nobody like not nobody but 
most 95% of our community couldn't do anything about it. We couldn't help each other because we were all in the same situation, right? But then somebody offered help and like without, yes, I will go to your house. This is a huge thing. I mean, it was a, John, it's like a really, really, really nice house. Biggest, nicest house we've ever spent a few days in, right? And like that would usually be a hard thing. Like, you know, on a random Monday through Thursday, oh, hey, you want to come stay at our house? It's like, we're good. You know, it's just kind of, but it's like, when my family was hurting, it was like, I, I can do this. But then I started thinking, like you, like you were saying, we can ask for help on like things that we're not good at. Like I've gotten a ton of help and training on like video editing over the last year because I wasn't good at it. Now I've gotten better at it because a lot of people have helped me and they've been really generous with that. But when it comes to like, if I had to ask for help because I couldn't solve an audio problem because I like pride myself in being the person that can fix all audio problems, mm-hmm. like that would be hard. Maybe we're just speaking for guys. Maybe maybe women are the same way. But like, I know for guys because I've talked to enough that like where you take your your pride, even like healthy pride, right? Like you have a healthy pride for the job you have and the things that you do. I have a healthy pride for my job and and all all these things. Those are the things that I think are really hard to ask for help for, like losing your job because then you're feeling I, I'm not. Maybe I'm projecting my stuff onto you, but like. You know, oh, am, am I a failure? I, am I supposed to provide for my family? Like these core things that we know that we're supposed to be doing, it's harder to ask for help. Uh, and and here's Jesus, whose like core thing was love, leadership, you know, leading people in faith. Yeah, you know, like, there's a lot of core things. But I'm thinking specifically for why he's carrying the cross, right? Like he's supposed to be this leader that people look to, and now people are looking to him as not a not even a follower, like literally somebody being tortured by the leaders in the scenario the romans right and he can't do anything about it other than just keep going and then at some point he can't even keep going right to where he needs help and i'm like that's something that like you know that was jesus's mission that's where he could have taken pride in and like that's what i've been sitting with of like man if god needed help in that situation like i I started thinking about the more serious things that i kind of close off for things that i don't want to ask for help for and like how do i navigate starting to ask for help for some of these things yeah, my wife the other day, I was uh, I was making, I was doing some meal prep with her and uh, she goes, I don't know how it came up. I don't know where she's like, wow, it's been like a year since you went to spiritual direction. You doing okay? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need it. Right. And then my head, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, I should probably reach out. I really don't want to do like Zoom spiritual direction. Um, and that's like been the only option for this year. So I need to get back to it. But yeah, I. So when you said like pr- that healthy pride, it is good. I think that where the healthy pride ends though is exactly where not asking for help begins. Like that's where the bad pride is, right? And anytime that I'm not going to ask for help, that's when it that's when it becomes the bad kind of pride. Uh, so yeah, this is like two people in a week, and I got to go back to the spiritual direction. Is that what this is about? Hundred percent. Did she call you? She she did. Yeah, uh, she was like. We need to do an intervention. She'll actually be here in a second. I'm going to invite her into the video. Oh, great. No, just, ah, gotcha. <laughs> no, but like the other thing that I was thinking was that like Jesus actually didn't like we're talking about asking for help. And I think that's the point. But Jesus didn't ask for help. Simon and Cyrene was forced to help this person that he didn't know. Right. And I, I started thinking about like how things can even when we're not asking for help, God can still intervene and, and try to help us. Right. Uh, I joked, uh, I think last week on last week's episode that like, if like a counselor ever listened to this podcast, they'd be like, that guy is like textbook insane uh, with all, all the things that we learned about. Like this guy has most of them, right. All the idiosyncrasies and all that kind of stuff. And 
I, I said that kind of jokingly, but I think the reason that like counseling has been on my mind for so long is that I now produce like edit five professional counselors podcasts. So like, I have avoided, you know, for years, I 100% avoided talking about my feelings and like wounds and things that hurt me and all this kind of stuff. And I think this is my purgatory now because I spend like five to eight hours a week listening to people talk about mental health and uh, counseling and uh, healing from wounds. And I'm just like, leave me alone. This hurts. I don't want to think about it. You know, like I've just avoided it for so long. Feelings. I don't have feelings, Taylor. (laughs) Just anger. (laughs) Which is the only uh, anger and and laughter, like joy, are the only two feelings I had until about five years ago. And I started branching out into other feelings and it was scary. Uh, But it was just interesting how that like, it's kind of similar to like a siren and siren thing. Like I didn't ask for help. Like I did not go to counseling. I've never been to counseling. I haven't gone, but there has been a lot of healing coming from like, I'm listening to essentially like eight hours, five to eight hours of like counselors talking about how to be healthy. And obviously like I'm implementing that, some of that stuff into my life. So it's like, they didn't ask to be part of my life. Just like, Simon Cyrene didn't ask to help. He didn't want to. He didn't want to carry that cross. And Jesus didn't ask for help. But like, there's still healing happening, and how like, God's still in control, even in moments where it doesn't look like He is. Like when God is being tortured and killed and humiliated, like He was still in control. If you tweet that on Good Friday, it's gonna blow up. Which part? <laughs> anything about God being anything about Jesus being tortured, and then ending it with God is in control. Well, good. Beautiful. Don't don't steal that. Nobody listening can steal that. It's mine. That's yours. <laughs> TM trademark. Not not the other TM on Twitter that we don't like. Trademark. <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking about, like within this realm of of conversation, was so obviously this is like you know when it comes to people helping each other and like Simon helping Jesus and like this family this this lady helping our family stay warm in the uh, in the snowpocalypse, um, and just kind of the lack of community that we've had over the last year. I, I was thinking, I was listening to another podcast that I also edited. It's probably one of the counselors. I can't, they all run. I, I, I can't give attribution because there's 20 podcasts that I'm editing and I don't know who said what but, because I'm usually in a trance, you know, doing my job. But they pointed out, like, all they said was, like, they're talking about the Our Father. And I've, it's, that is a prayer, just like, you know, Lent, we've all been through, Simon Sarri, we've all been through, like, Stitch of the Cross, we've all been through. But we've all prayed the Our Father probably thousands of times. And my entire life, I just hit my microphone. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) My entire life, I never realized that it says our father, not my father. Because, like, obviously, like, when we're at mass, we say our father because we're a community. But, like, the fact that we say our father, like, even when I'm praying by myself, I say our father. First of all, I just realized how kind of crazy that sounds. Like, am I, you know, I have multiple personalities. But the thing that I started thinking about was that, like, our it's it's been no secret to anyone that my personal prayer and personal spirituality has struggled over the last year. That if you've listened to any episode of the show, you know that that's been going on. I'm trying. I was going to joke about that earlier. <laughs> I'm trying, but it's been rough. This realization kind of gave gave me some grace. Not taking like any of like all of my responsibility for my own prayer life, my own you know, personal spirituality, but like the fact that when they asked Jesus how should we pray, and he told them as a group. Pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's been the the basis for, for Christian prayer ever since Jesus said that. The fact that it's not my Father, it's not just this personal thing and personal prayer. Like, 
our personal prayer and personal spirituality flows from our communal prayer as Catholics, flows from the Mass, flows from the Eucharist, flows from being together as a community, like flows from saying our Father. But when we, like, when we haven't said our Father together consistently in a year, the my Father and my relationship struggles, right? So, yeah. again, not saying that, like, I'm blaming this all on the pandemic or I'm blaming this all on whatever. I'm just, I, I'm just realizing the importance of praying together as a community for our own personal prayer. I've seen that connection stronger now because of its disconnect than I ever did whenever those two were connected. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's well said. I, I, Jody and I, um, maybe, I don't know when it was, honestly, a month or two, maybe what just happened? Christmas? Probably around Christmas, we started. Why are you still on Christmas? You're like baby Jesus and butts. I love Christmas. And, and totally. <laughs> it's just every Christmas. Day is, every day is Christmas, okay? That's why I've already had five Christmas cookies today. It's not true. I haven't had any cookies today. But <laughs> good <joke>. uh, around <laughs> Christmas is when is when Jody and I started bringing the family back to Mass every week. Because it, it is. It's easy. It's amazing, right? I work in the church as a director of evangelization. It's so easy how crazy how easy it is to just be like oh we, we don't have to go <laughs> like you can just stay home and sleep and watch it on tv or whatever um and our family dynamic just in the last two months the three months has has been 10 times better since going back to mass on sundays and so yeah i'm right there with you like same uh and, and my personal prayer is better than even though i get super annoyed with all the masks on and everything and like just there's so many it's so weird it still doesn't feel like mass to me but even just being there with other people, whether you know them or not, and and yeah, and praying that our Father together, it's it it's cool. It's been it's it's been amazing for for me and my prayer life. Well, good. This is a good conversation. Uh, so two little uh, takeaways from this. One, again, if you just want to laugh and like kind of experience my Lenten thing of going back to mass, even though it's digitally, uh, I, the roast of Father Anthony's Rob book. Go find it at youtube.com slash Catholic. The other thing that now that we're in Lent and like since I've been thinking about Simon Cyrene, I've been thinking about the Stations of the Cross. Uh, when I was in college, I wrote uh, reflections for the Stations of the Cross built for like young adult audiences. And they've been used with like young adult groups and parishes and youth groups all across the country. Um, and I shared those years ago, like in text form. And then last Lent, uh, Father Anthony and I got together and recorded them. Uh, kind of like, you know, me being the layperson, him being the priest. And it's, it's, it's also available on YouTube and uh, on like on the podcast too. So uh, there will be links down in the show notes below. If you want to pray the stations of the cross with us, that'd be great. Um, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere because uh, John hates the name of the show. And we're going to see if we can uh, brainstorm some other ideas. We'll be right back. I'm nervous. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to attend mass or another sacramental celebration in a country other than your own? What would a wedding in Uganda look like? How about a baptism in Santiago, Chile, or a funeral mass in the Philippines? Ave explores Catholicism around the world, celebrates the cultural richness of the faith that shines throughout the globe. While the core beliefs of Catholicism are the same everywhere, this four-week multimedia series focuses on the diversity of practices, traditions, and the health of the church in different corners of the world, in the Americas, Asia, Oceania, Africa, the Caribbean, and in Europe. 
Because Ave Maria Press is a ministry of the Congregation of the Holy Cross, United States Province of Priests and Brothers, they share a special look at the work of Holy Cross across the 16 countries of which it serves. Check out the Ave Explorers podcast. You guys know I love this. You know I love the host, uh, Katie Prejean McGrady. Make sure that you guys subscribe so you don't miss any of the new and exciting episodes. You can also sign up for all the free content at AveMariaPress.com or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. Ave Explorers, everyday faith for everyday people. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Jonathan Bearden Blevins. Hi, and, how are you? Uh, sure. <laughs> so, so we were all together. Me and all four co-hosts were all together on Game of Favorites. We've talked about it a ton. Uh, but this Wait, is your who first- won? Uh, I don't remember. Me either, actually. Uh, oh, wait, it was me. I remember that I just lost. I got, we talked about the roast of Father Anthony Sharapa last week. Maybe that was my revenge because it was just the roast of Taylor's role the whole time. We were it's like, let's get all my friends together. And then I was just roasted for an hour and a half. That was awesome. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was the nicest out of everyone. I was the nicest. Too. No, you weren't. Yes, you I were was. Like, you were like, I hate everything about, you're like, Taylor, I love your podcast, but I hate the name, which you sh- yeah. you, you shared before. And you were like, no one knows what Forte means. And I've, I've explained That's... it multiple times and you still say that you don't remember. So I think you just do it to make me angry. Okay. That's fair, I suppose. But I, I went back, I saw it. No, I was so nice to you. I affirmed you literally over 20 times. No, you were such a jerk. I don't think you affirmed me once. <laughs> oh my gosh, go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, you can all watch it. Uh, Game, Forte Catholic on Game of Favorites on YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. You were just like, I hate the name. It's so stupid. I'm like, thanks for, you know. I never said that. I never said it was stupid. Uh, you know, last last segment, we were like, you know, things you take pride in. Like me is like this, you know, ministry and your know, nonprofit that I've built up that I've named Forte Catholic. You're like, that's dumb, you know. <laughs> so like, you know, something I take pride never in. Never said it was like, stupid. I never said it was dumb. You're just like, poke, poke, poke. Um, <laughs> so I saw this thing the other day and uh, we haven't like we haven't been on the show together since since that Game of Favorites episode. So but I found this last week and I was like, I know we have to do this with John. So here's what this is. This was a joke that was going around. I found it in like the Catholic Creatives Podcasters group. A bunch of Catholic podcasters all like, you know, shared information and uh, support and stuff. But this is called your Christian podcast name. It's like a like a name generator thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is originally by at Wrecked Wretch, which I like. Uh, That's a great name on. I think it's on Instagram. So here's what we're going to do, Jonathan. Before we do mine, we're going to look at yours. If you had a podcast name using this generator, what would Jonathan Blevins' podcast be named? Okay. The last text that you sent. So pull up your phone. What's the last text you sent to anybody? The, la- the Literally the last text that you sent. Plus your birth month. And I, I have the list here. So you read me your your last text. And I'll... So there's like... You know how there's like a... There's always like a colon and then like a the rest of the title. You know, there's like the title and then the subtitle, like Forte Catholic, Make a Thousand Fun Again, that sort of thing, yeah. right? So so why don't you read me the last text that you sent? Okay. The last text that I sent was to you, and it said, ready. Okay. You, you texted me ready, and your birth month is what? September. Okay. So your podcast name, Christian podcast name would be ready, colon, a Christian hip hop discussion. <laughs> oh no. Dude, remember that one time I talked about Christian hip hop? I do. And you said you hated it. No, and, uh... no, I never said, no, I didn't say I hate it. I said, I don't like when Christian hip hop artists message me at a parish asking if they can come speak or rap or whatever. 
But it wasn't just yeah. them, it was anyone. Sure. I think you also said that you think Christian hip-hop is dumb and stupid, just like the name Forte Catholic. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we love Brandon Morell, though. He, you know, all the music that you dance to in and out of every segment that you actually can't hear, and I revealed that on the show last week, that y'all are just dancing to music you can't hear now. Is yeah, that's true. My favorite part of recording the show is watching you guys dance to literally nothing. <laughs> uh, Brandon Morell, be the symbol. Great Catholic hip-hop artist that we love because he gives us all of our tracks. I love um, you too, buddy. So uh, explain this show to us. What would this show be? Ready, a Christian hip hop discussion hosted by Jonathan Blevins. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to tell you what I think that would be about. I'm supposed to pretend this is a real thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. It's 100% a real thing. And you have to pitch my listeners on why they should listen to it. Well, you, you should listen to Ready, a Christian hip hop podcast. Is that what it is? One more time. Yep. Okay. You should listen to that because first of all, I'm very well versed in hip hop. I love hip hop. I grew up uh, listening to it. Uh, actually, the first hip hop song I ever fell in love with was Puff Daddy. I know he's ch since changed his name a couple of times, but Puff Daddy singing a song about Notorious B.I.G. remixing whatever that other version was. Every breath you take. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. I know you in heaven smiling down. I like I love that song I and mean, it was very sad and I didn't really know who Notorious B.I.G. was at the time but then started listening to him and Tupac and I, so I love hip-hop got into Eminem a lot he's still one of my favorite rappers ever but I don't like what a lot of hip-hop stands for sometimes uh you know there's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on uh, and so it would be cool like one of my one of my biggest prayers is like Eminem to become Catholic like if Eminem became Catholic it would just be one of the coolest things ever I pray for him all the time He's like that. Well, I don't know if you have one, Taylor, but I have like this one. Like he's the guy. If we can get him to become Catholic, it would just be the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, that was a really long and strange pitch for why people I'm not listen done. to podcast. Oh, I'm you're not, not done? done? I'm not I, done. Uh, before, you can finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not it's done. ironic because I'm the Taylor in this situation. <laughs> so I'm not going to name names, but Toby Mac, I was not a huge fan of at all growing up. Uh, somebody who is a Christian hip hop artist, right? And I've just never really gotten into people DC who... Talk is the greatest Christian group of all time. Okay, I've not heard of that, but I'm open to listening. And I actually and saw Toby, Toby Mac is the front man. <laughs> okay, I saw him live. Uh, I saw him live, and I ended up liking him a lot more live than I than I did, you know, listening to him as I, as I was growing up. But here's the thing: I have learned that I like rappers who are Christian more than I like Christian rappers. Does that make sense? I like NF a ton. I think NF is one of the best rappers in the world right now. Uh, he has a ton of Christian undertones, and even a couple songs that very explicitly uh christian but it isn't this like just it, like in andy Bonneo is another really good example somebody who like I, I think he's he's kind of transformed into that like he's a rapper who is a christian i i find that and i'm like that with any all kinds of music so like mumford and sons like people who have christian undertones but they're not a christian band and so this podcast would be incredible to listen to because we would dissect all of that and find out who really is the greatest christian rapper of all time ready but People just tuned out of my podcast listening to you talk about yours. That was way too long and tough. Like, it needs wow. some editing. I know a good editor. I'll get you in touch. Yeah, wow. You didn't even tell me that I had, like, a time limit. I, I, well, you, you ever heard, like, an elevator pitch? Like, when you pitch something? Like, when you pitch, like, your stream, do you talk to people about it for five minutes? Or are you just like, I don't pitch have my so stream. Much, I just say it live. <laughs> you're the worst. All right. Here we go. Here's, here's my, my podcast. You ready? My birthday is in October, so I have the I have the line here. The last text message that I sent was also to you. 
And it was nice exclamation point. So here's the name of my podcast. Nice exclamation point. A church in crisis. <laughs> oh, that's close to home. What's funny is the nice that I sent you was really sarcastic because we were supposed to start recording at noon and I'm on a time crunch. You're just like, it's noon 03. And I'm like, oh, I just woke up from a nap. And I said, nice, sarcastically. So uh, the title is very sarcastic. Nice, a church in crisis. Because if I'm ever going to tackle, like, you know, people know that listen to this show. If I was going to branch off and do like a church in crisis podcast, it would mostly be me making jokes. Uh, to try to mask the pain of dealing with the church in crisis Amen. and then like having like two real thoughts at the end. So it would just be a spinoff of this show that wouldn't be as fun. So it would just be catching foxes. No, not at all. Don't, <laughs> don't associate me with that, please. Now you got to edit that out. No, I don't. Oh, okay, great. That's <laughs> staying in just like the, uh, <laughs> the TM from last segment. Okay. First of all, do you like nice, a church in crisis is a better name for Forte Catholic or are we no. keeping Forte Catholic? No. Although I'm going to be honest with you, I would have a ton of fun and it would be probably sinful to do that podcast with you. Nice. A church in crisis. It's the first segment that I did with father Anthony last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Uh, no, I like Forte Catholic better than that. Well, good. I'm glad that we could both agree that Forte Catholic is a tremendous name. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so uh, uh, what I've also thought that we would do uh, to kind of, to continue playing this game is in our group text with the five of us, me and me and the four co-hosts, I asked everybody their birth month. Not the day, because I don't care enough to put it in my calendar and wish them a happy birthday on it, but the month specifically for content of this show, which is all I really care about from you four. I don't, I don't need your actual birthday to show actual genuine love just for what I can use you for the one month uh, that you give, uh, once a month when you give me an hour and a half. So I got everybody else's birth month, and how I'm going to play this is the last text that I received from each of the co-hosts and their birth month. Does that make sense it makes to you? Perfect okay. sense. So we're going to start with Father Anthony Sharapa. The last text in our text thread is, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of his podcast is, uh-oh, and he's in May. So, uh-oh. And other things Jesus never said. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Except he probably said, uh-oh, when Peter started sinking. Careful, careful, <laughs> careful. <laughs> because he probably could have said, uh-oh, in a lot of places that we don't want to say because we'll that's get in trouble. That's true. Oh, man. I have a lot of funny things. Listen to it on my other podcast. <laughs> what a, nice. A church, a church of Christ. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think he'd be a great host for that show. I really do. It uh -oh. actually is. It, it would be funny. It would be one of his perfect like two minute podcasts that he does once a week. That'd be great. For sure. And so much more entertaining than that dumb Desert Fathers podcast he did for three weeks. Yikes. Okay. Uh, the next person on the list, we've already done you. Let's look at Olivia Newton-John. So Liv Harrison, the last text that I, that I, I sent to her was glad it's been helpful and her month is October. So hers is also glad it's been helpful. A church in crisis. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, yeah. we're, gl we're glad the church has been helpful in the past, but the church is in crisis. <laughs> Yikes. That's too good. That's too good. She could probably do that podcast too. She really could. Uh, 
another one that everybody would get in trouble on <laughs> for sure. Uh, we just need to. Uh, we'll do like what we do on this show. We just handle crisis like four, three, four times a year. You know, it happens every week, but I, I, I can only handle yeah. it quarterly, and I think the listeners can probably only handle it quarterly. Nobody listens to this for like scoop on the church. They listen for me, my weird, insane insights, and hopefully to laugh a little bit. They don't want to hear about a church in crisis. Unless it was last week and that the people enjoyed me yelling at it at God for some reason. Okay. The last one is is Allison. I you know what I just realized, John? What? You're the only co-host that acts that doesn't have their own podcast. <laughs> I just realized that. Yet. I know you're working on it. The only problem I have with it is you keep coming to me with like running ideas by that, that's not the problem. I love when you run ideas by me and you're like, hey, what should I do here? And then I answer you, and then you just make a Twitter poll about it. Like, I, like I, I'm a podcasting expert, and you're just like, ah, let, Taylor's answer was stupid. Let's just ask the common folk on Twitter who obviously know a ton about podcasting. I know, and it actually just made me more confused because you gave me one answer, and then Twitter gave me another answer. Instagram gave me another one, and then TikTok gave me an overwhelming different one. So all four, anyway, I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you know that song, Listen to Your Heart? We're going to change it. Listen to Taylor, because <laughs> he's smarter than them. Don't use herd immunity, because they don't know what they're saying. Listen to your Taylor. <laughs> okay, last one is, is our good friend, Allison, who I actually sat next to at a basketball game, and we were both yelling at the refs, and she whispered in my ear, we could get in a lot of trouble at sporting events together, and I agreed. So... I actually texted her last night after the basketball game. Okay. So I have her text here. Her birthday is in September. So here we go. Our ref is way better, is a way better comedian than ref. A Christian hip hop discussion. Yes. <laughs> that one doesn't really work. No. Let's try a different one. <laughs> this was funny. So this isn't the last one. I just didn't like that one. And this is my game. I can break the rules if I want. Before last night after the basketball game, the last thing I texted her was, LOL, you're silly. <laughs> a Christian hip-hop discussion. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, another one. No one else agrees this time, and I'm pissed. <laughs> a church in crisis. A church in crisis. These are funny. So he... he uh, you guys can play along. If you're listening to this and you want to start a Christian podcast, because literally everybody else has one except John, uh, the, the last text that you sent, January is to the glory of God, February, and other secret sins, which is hilarious. Like, uh-oh, and other secret sins. Um, March, a deacon story. So you have to have a mustache to tell that one. April, I'm talking about you. Uh, I, I, somebody in the Catholic Creatives thing was like, I think the last text they sent was like, I don't, I'm not even thinking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about you. I'm like, what? That's very confusing. <laughs> um, June, a look into Southern Baptist life. That one should be fun. Uh, July, I heard it on TBN. August, a church growth strategy. September and October, we've already done. November, overcoming church conflict. And December, Mastering Church live stream. So if you would like to uh, play along in the game, just tag Forte Catholic on Twitter or tag Taylor Schroll on Instagram. And uh, let's see your Christian podcast names. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with some other great content and John just going, yup, to end all of our discussions. Catholic match. Online dating is the new normal. 
So many people are doing it now. I'm too old to have experienced it. I feel like I missed out. My wife is sitting right next to me, and I, th I think she knows that I would have been good at it. So she had to lock me down before online dating started. But uh, if I was not happily married with three kids, I would be on Catholic Match so that I could become happily married with three kids. It's faith focused dating. A lot of this is happening online now. They have a lot of great things in their app. Video conferencing, uh, you can you can meet new people, uh, and you can even go on a date in video. You don't have to meet some weirdo on a Tinder date. Whoops, was I supposed to mention Tinder? Oh no. You don't have to meet a weirdo out in the middle of nowhere, but you can meet somebody right there on the app. You know that they're Catholic, and uh, you get to see what they actually look like, which can be a thing on online dating. Uh, Catholic Match is the largest dating app specifically for single Catholics. So create your Catholic love story today by heading over to catholicmatch.com slash forte to sign up for free today. It's free. What are you waiting for? Find a way to find your love. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is still and I am Jonathan Okay. Uh, this has been very different every time that we've started the show it's today. It's fun. And I love it. It's just, we're, we're recording on a Friday. Uh, I worked my butt off the last four days. Same, actually. I, I have so much work to do today, but I'm mostly just like recording this. And somebody else recorded here earlier. I'm going to track practice here later. Uh, I'm going to eat with a friend that's in town. Like, I'm just going to avoid a lot of my work today, get it done tomorrow, and be like, sorry, it's a day late. You know, so that's that's what's happening in my world. But speaking of like, you know, time management and discipline and all of those things, I've been thinking about uh, something a lot recently because I, it's become a really big trend, especially on Instagram. Like Instagram is kind of the place. I don't know if you'll, you'll agree, but it's like this is the place where it's like, you know, this is what I do. That's awesome. And you can all be awesome, too, if you do this awesome thing that I'm doing. Like, is that fair that like a lot of people on Instagram do that? Yeah, for sure, man. It definitely has become like the influencer thing. And everyone now, now everyone can be an influencer if you have Instagram. Barely knew her. So I was, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people recently talk about like their morning routines. Like okay. people that I've, like a lot of people that do it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And there are even people that I like really like who have been doing this. And I got into like a little joking match with a friend of mine who I've actually mentioned already on the show. Brandon Morell, be the symbol who gives us all the music for our show. Like he he texted me last night at 4:30 his time, 3:30 my time. He like I texted him at When you midnight. said last night, do you mean 4:30 like a.m.? So that's this yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh I did some like uh like I led worship for like I I, I did Sent, sent him two videos of me lead worship for this event that he's doing. And I, I finished those videos at around 12 o'clock, 1230 at night. I said, hey, what's your email so I can send them to you? And then I went to sleep. I, you know, my phone's on Do Not Disturb, so it's not like he woke me up. But he texted me at, at 330 my time, which is 430 his time. And so I woke up the next morning and I'm like, LOL, 3.30? Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got up and I went to work out and I you know, did my prayer time. And I'm just like, bud. <laughs> It's 4.30 in the morning. Why are you awake? Like, this is nighttime. Like, yeah. you're supposed to be asleep at this time. And, uh, like, Father Rob G Gallia, Galea, who's been on the show before. I love Father Rob. He's been doing this. He's, like, the priest who's, you know, is good at everything. He lives, like, on Australian American Idol and uh, once recorded this show sitting next to a dumpster and nobody cared because he's good looking. And uh, he, he also, like, he, he's got his biceps are as big as my head. And my head is quite large. Uh, 
but he like he posted like you know morning routine uh four o'clock in the morning uh wake up and pray then 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 um do mass and then go work out and then walk the dog for three kilometers because he says kilometers uh and then you know breakfast and then second workout and then solve world hunger and then start my day and it's like eight o'clock and i'm like dude i i'm still asleep like i slept till i sleep till like eight or nine every day because i get my eight hours of sleep i go to bed at midnight or one and i sleep till eight or nine right yeah and everybody's like you know this is the way to be successful and i'm like I don't know. Things seem to be going pretty well for me the way I've been doing them. Uh, so what are your thoughts on like, you know, you have to do your morning routines and you got to pray in the morning. You got to work out in the morning before everybody else wakes up or you're a failure. Yeah. It's funny that you bring this up today. And, and just, just so everyone knows, I am absolutely going to post my morning routine on Instagram now because, <laughs> because of you, Taylor, as, as a way to half troll, but also just to be funny. But, um, I've been thinking a lot about this recently because I, I'm, I, I, tell, I say this to you all the time. I love TikTok. Um, it can be a horrible place. We should do a whole episode one day and just like helping parents with TikTok because it can be a horrible place. But uh oh, a church in crisis. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you follow the right people and your for you page is a good for you page and you're seeing good content and not trash content, it can be really cool. And one of the things that I see a lot of because I, I have recently in the last year kind of developed this entrepreneurial spirit. Um, where I just am starting to dream real big. And um, anyway, so I see a lot of like people who've quote unquote made it, right? people who are very successful, who changed the world, whatever. And all of them are also talking about morning routines and all of them <laughs> go to bed obscenely early. They go to bed at like 7.30 PM. Nerds. If you get literally nerds, if you go to bed at 7.30 or 8 PM, it's because you don't have friends. It, that, that just means nobody wants to hang out with you at night. And that's sad. And life is too short for that. But I think there's Maybe a good Maybe that's balance. why they're working out at four in the morning because they think if they look better, they'll get, they'll get friends. It could be that. It could be that. But I will say this. There is definitely something to routine and there's definitely something to having the right amount of sleep. Like sleep has been huge. I've lost like 25 pounds. I have 30 more to go. Part of that has I hope been- you find them soon. I do know. I do not want to find them. <laughs> Ever. In fact, they're right here. All these empty chips that I used to eat. Okay. Uh, no, but it's like, so I get it. Sleep is huge. And I didn't ever realize how important really getting seven or eight hours of sleep is like it, but it doesn't necessarily matter when you get it. But at the same time, as long as you can have a routine, I think that's key. As long as you, yes, it's important to eat well. It's important to eat breakfast. It's important to pray in the morning and at night. Um, and sure in between the day, but like at least those times it's important to work out. Um, that you will be more successful if you are doing those things. If you're getting eight hours of sleep and you're working out and you're eating right, you're going to be more successful. I 100% believe that. But to get to say you have to like, like you see people like Gary Vee is like, I get up at 4.30 in the morning or five o'clock in the morning um, and, and to get a head start on the day to I'm ahead of everyone else in the world. Like, nah, that like, no, you don't have to do that. Cause you could say the same thing. If you're like, well, everyone else is sleeping at night. I'm working, right? Like I stream late at night sometimes. Um, so and routine is important. Having it be in the morning, not necessary. As long as you don't wake up at 9 a.m. though, and then you're lazy for two hours and lethargic because you drank beers the night before, like that's not good. But if you're, you can get up at nine and go to the gym and work out and eat breakfast and have lunch at 2 p.m. And that's fine. Yeah. And I, you, you got to like my primary point uh, right there at the end where it's like, I, I'm happy for people who have found their routine that works for them. And they're able to be successful. They're able to get their sleep. They're able to work out. They're able to do all their work, all that kind of stuff, right? What drives me crazy 
is there a lot of people like in leadership position, like you mentioned Gary Vee, like all these motivational speakers and people who are like hack, you know, life hacks and all this stuff. Yeah. Where it's like you have to wake up early. And I'm like, bud, like you're you're naturally an early morning person. Like there are people who are naturally night owls, like this guy. Yeah. And they're like we're all different. We're all created different. And I think my biggest thing is like just because something works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. Cause like, it was ironic that I saw it yesterday because I, like I had a just tremendously successful day, like just comparing myself to other days that I've had, I, and, and, and the crazy thing is I was seeing all these things when I woke up at 10 in the morning, I like, usually, like I said, I wake up at eight or nine, but I just had, I've been feeling under the weather that night. Uh, my kids woke up multiple times and I was going over to their rooms and taking care of them, putting them back to sleep. And then go- so broken up sleep, all these things, right? So I went to bed at my normal time, but broken up sleep, I, you know, just kind of under the weather, I got a cold. I wonder how that happened, you know, because it was <laughs> cold. Uh, but I slept till 10. Not not normal, but I slept till 10 on a like a work day, right? So a lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, what a terrible way to start your day. How are you going to be successful that day? You know what I did yesterday? Tell me. I, I worked out for an hour with a good friend. I, I, I So I, 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 I got up. I was on social media and like checking email for like 20 minutes. Got up. I came and I started. Uh, I edited a bunch of videos that I published for Forte Catholic yesterday. A bunch of highlight videos. I, I recorded the roast with Father Anthony Sharapa that, that went up on YouTube this week. Um, I went and worked out. I had lunch. And then I edited audio. I, I think I... So I produced like five videos for myself yesterday. I... Uh, I edited like four or five, four podcasts. I did three chapters of an audiobook that I'm publishing. I spent time with my family. I went to the, uh, like our local, our, our Catholic school that I work with. I went to their basketball game with my son for the playoffs. So I was supporting the community, came back, uh, hung out with my wife for a bit, uh, and then kept editing. And I edited a, another podcast. I got so much done yesterday on a morning that I woke up at 10 a.m. And the thing for me is that, like, yes, there are great things that that we all know to be successful. Like, you listed them. Getting your sleep, you know, balance between your time of prayer and your time of taking care of your family and your work time and and, all of those things. It doesn't matter what time you're doing those things. It's one of the things that I love about my schedule now ever since I've just been working Forte Catholic my whole time. It's like, what, what do I need to accomplish today? I can put that in any time slot of the day. Mm-hmm. So like I'm interruptible. So if my wife's like, Hey, uh, I'm going to go on a walk. So then I'm like with the baby and I'll just hang out with the baby for like an hour. Right. Yeah. Because I can, I can stop and I can just make up that hour later in the day. And so I, I think it's one of those things that like the, the main reason I bring it up is for two reasons. One, uh, if you think that your way of doing it is going to be successful for everybody and that's you're sharing that you're probably wrong. On the other side, if you're if you're on like the receiving end of the opposite of what a lot of people are saying, like I am of like, you know, get up at 430. I'm like, no, I I feel rested when I sleep from midnight to eight or one to nine. Like, that's when I feel most rested and I still get as much done in the day as you do. Um, So just if you're on the receiving end of something like that, just to not feel bad because your God made you the way that you are. And if you're still able to do the things that you need to do, great. Yeah. And everyone's schedules are different. Like I, I'm blessed. Jody stays home with the kids. If she didn't, I'd have to get up at six every morning. 
I have to, even if I stay up late. And I'm a night owl and an early morning person. I'm a horrible human being between noon and two. We should probably stop doing these podcasts at noon <laughs> on Fridays. Cause that's like when I'm like zoned out noon to two is like my, I'm the worst. I'm just Oh, we haven't zombie. noticed at all. Uh, yikes. Uh, we'll start doing these earlier or later. Uh, but it's seriously like it's, it, it's all depends. Everyone's different. So the whole, like you, like you said, the, whole, the routine part is important, but like some, I'm sure your friend who gets up at four 30, like he probably has to, for some reason, if he wants to get all the stuff he wants to get done that day. But, uh, but your wife is able to be with your family. And so you're able to stay up late and sleep and get your eight hours still and help in other ways. So do what works for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the funniest part of this is that I had a realization last night uh, when my, like I was telling my kids good night and, you know, going and hugging them and playing with them and then saying, I love you and riling them up and then leaving. So my wife can put the other two to sleep. And then I take the baby and I put her to sleep because she likes dada. I want dada. is what she says. at night time. Um, but uh, my kids were like, I'll see you in the morning. And I'm like, you know that you won't like, I'll, I'll still be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, it was just kind of funny that I realized that like a lot of people who have like great morning routines and are stupid successful, like don't see their kids in the morning because they're, you know, they wake up early and go to work. Like my dad woke up really early and went to work either that either he worked days and he started way early, you know, four in the morning or he worked nights and worked until four in the morning. Right. So he was never like home and, or he was never awake whenever we were getting ready for school, right? But yeah. he would be there after school just about every day because he either hasn't gone to work yet or he is just getting home from work, whether he's on nights or days. And I was like, I, I'm just like the crazy people who wake up at 4.30. I don't see my kids before they go to school either, but I'm home when they get home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, just, it was just kind of funny. And I was just laughing at like, yeah, all, all of our lives are different. But like the, the thing, what are the things that are important to you? If you can't accomplish all of those things on the current like schedule you have for yourself. Maybe you do need to make some adjustments and start listening to some people who can inspire you either way. Right. But if, if you're accomplishing what you need to accomplish, like you're good, your, your, your schedule's good, no matter what it is, whether you wake up at four or go to bed at four. Yup. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, wrap up there. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left, so uh, we're just going to plug a couple of things. So I've mentioned a few things today. Like we like I have been over the last three weeks, especially like when we didn't have power, I was still able to work on my computer. So I like just in my process of working, I was like so far behind because I keep adding all these podcasts. It's great. Great news. I love working with people who are doing the podcast. I just got my 20th person, that's 20th incredible. podcast that's, that's that uh, that I'm consulting with doing doing editing for doing production for like the whole nine yards and because i kept adding them i was getting behind because i hadn't gotten ahead on them if that makes any sense yeah. right so i i worked so hard the last three weeks i'm now a week ahead at least on all the podcasts that i work on so i finally had time to like work on stuff for myself so uh the next three weeks for sure there are three videos going up on YouTube every week. Uh, we're trying to build up our community over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic every Monday for the next three weeks. And some of these are already out are uh, highlighting a series of the three comedians, like professional comedians that we've had on the show. Uh, so last week was Aaron Weber. This week was Jeremy McClellan next week. What? Yeah. He's been on the show twice. He's my favorite. Keep going. 
Uh, next week is David Studebaker. Uh, so that's on Monday. We've got comedy on Monday. We've got our regular show on Wednesdays. And then every Friday, we've got something else special happening. So the roast of Father Anthony this past week. Uh, and over the next two weeks, those songs that I that I recorded, I recorded them right here. Really the like first time recording with this setup, uh, me leading worship. So I like that's like on the internet. Like people don't know that I sing. I haven't sang in a month, so it's, it's kind of rough. But Check it out. Uh, uh, so over on YouTube.com, says 14 Catholic, we're putting out more than just the show every week. So uh, we'd appreciate your support over there. John, you want uh, you got anything special going on this week you want to point people to? Uh, well, your YouTube channel, Forte Catholic, I just subscribed. You haven't been subscribed. You're such a bad friend. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I never, ever, 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 ever watch YouTube, ever. I've never gotten into it in my whole life. Like I just, people are like, they just watch it. And then a night, another video pops up allegedly. I didn't even know that. And they keep watching it. I, that has never been me. Um, so I, I, but now I'm going to watch a bunch of these. I'm in some of them. What a, what a, you're in yes, every, <laughs> one a month. I want a commercial for YouTube. Uh, be better than John and sign up for YouTube today. Uh, YouTube.com says for the Catholic. I'll be back next week. Say it. See ya. guys so much for listening to today's show i hope that you enjoyed listening and watching as much as we enjoyed making it again if you enjoy the show hit that subscribe button and whether you're watching on youtube or you're not we have so much going on over the past few weeks and the next few weeks especially on youtube not only do we have weekly shows and the roast of father anthony that we talked about we've got podcast highlights we've got talks we've got uh two new cover songs releasing on the next two fridays you guys gotta check it out We've been doing this podcasting thing for years, but we're new in the YouTube game. So come help us out, and I hope that you guys enjoy it over there. Have a great rest of your week. You guys are awesome. Love you. Bye.